The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, this week we'll finally get to hear from the finance minister, Inok Kodongwana, in the medium-term uh, budget policy statement. And he's expected to deliver and table that statement before Parliament on Thursday. And of course, it, it will be his first one. Isaac Mthlanga is the chief economist at Alexander Forbes and joins me this morning. Isaac, good morning. Good. Hello, Isaac. Good morning. Oh, there we go. I can hear you loud and clear now. Firstly, let's talk about, from your perspective, the three biggest issues that the finance minister is going to be uh, is going to have to deal with going into this budget. Look, I think we we know, given the performance of the economy year to date, it has been quite good on the base of uh, commodity prices. So the 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 near term expectations aren't that difficult to figure out. So first, there is an overperformance in tax revenue collections relative to the budget estimates. They vary, but somewhere between 140 and 170 billion rand. Now, the first question that would need to be addressed would be what to do with those taxes. We do have a couple of expenditure uh, pressures that we made that were not budgeted for. The support to households following the riots, um, uh, which which would cost the state some 34 billion, that needs to be to be taken care of. But we also have the public sector wage agreement for 2021-2022 that will add an extra 20 billion uh, of spending that was not budgeted for. Those two need to be taken care of before anything else. Now, what to do with the remaining? Uh, we also, again, have a lot of pressure uh, and need to actually extend the uh, you know, spending on distressed individuals. That can be extended, whether it is being argued somewhere in the media, it's, it's in, in the form of a family grant or as it stands, an individual grant, it has to be extended, but with specified time periods where it's going to end. And the remaining one, National Treasury, will need to reduce debt uh, because that is what's going to uh, help to, fo- to put our fiscal response on a sustainable level. Those are the, 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 the things that we know from the performance of the economy, the pressures that are there, and what needs to be done. But over the medium term, mm-hmm. we need a a growth story that is compelling, that will underlie all of the uh, government's expenditure plans and economic reforms over the next three years. This issue of the assistance of social, the, the expansion of social security is a, a big one going into this budget. We've heard about, you know, this, the introduction of a family grant as it, it has been, you know, talked about depending on various reports um, that, as you've said, have come out in the media, but the Treasury has certainly not confirmed any of it. It will be a big shift from how things are currently being done when it comes to so the administration of social grants. Um, do you think that it will be a good idea for government to just change things so drastically without getting a, a clear sense of how it will land in the population? Obviously, it is going to be a big change, but South Africa is no precedent to this. We have seen similar structures that have worked in other countries. 
In Brazil, for instance, they had a similar structure of a family grant. Uh, essentially, uh, it just consolidates uh, whatever social security that is provided to households at a family level uh, instead of at, at an individual level. Um, uh, it, might, it might actually work, but also from a cost point of view, it, it helps uh, government to reduce some of the uh, costs uh, uh, to make sure that uh, it is done within the existing budget without the need to borrow more funds, given that we are seeing a change in the global environment that will make it difficult for countries with unsustainable businesses to borrow cheaper. Uh, already, we, we, we're borrowing at one of the highest uh, interest costs in, in, in the world, which means uh, the risks of ex- extra borrowing is going to be quite big on, on the fiscus. Mm. Um, whether it's going to be acceptable, we just have to wait and see. But from a structure point of view, it's not anything new. South Africa is not a precedent to this. We've seen it in other countries, and it has worked in those countries. So, Isaiah, just from the perspective of how much a grant like that would need to be, when you look at it, do you think overall government is going to be spending less on Social Security if they implement a family grant rather than targeting, um, you know, different say, different portions of, 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 of uh, those within families? So, let's say the elderly grant, the child grant, the disability grant, etc.? Look, I think it's likely to be uh, neutral. It's not going to be to be more, neither is it going to, to be reduced. But this sets a, a base from which the future of Social Security is going to be structured. So it is about putting a structure that is going to be sustainable over the long term. But I don't think that is the main point or the main discussion point that we need to hear from the Minister of Finance. It is ultimately what are the growth levers that they are going to pull to enable the economy to generate jobs so that we can move many of the people that currently require assistance that are of working age uh, into employment out of uh, you know state support. That is the main story the finance minister needs to table. And we already know the growth strategy that National Treasury tabled uh, a couple of years ago. It's a matter of demonstrating implementation that is required and also uh, committing to continue to implement over the medium term. That is what is important to demonstrate to investors, to business people and society at large to say government's own growth strategy is being implemented and it can actually generate jobs. Ultimately, that is going to reduce the pressure for the state to continue to provide social security for people that would otherwise have uh, you know, jobs and support themselves. Mm. When we look at the growing challenges that continue to face ESCOM, are you expecting any significant announcements around the power utility? Not at this point in time. ESCOM's problems are too deep and they're not going to be solved over a short space of time. We can also take you from the agreement that we reached at COP26 in Glasgow last week, some 130 billion rand in pledges, not yet commitment, in pledges of financing for a green transition or a just transition. But that pledge does not include anything to do with ESCOM specific, especially its debt, which means that will continue uh, to, 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 to 
be negative on ESCOM, and we know we are currently in load shedding, and we are told by ESCOM itself that we will be in load shedding for a couple of years to come. So I'm not expecting any quick response. When you look at something like the fuel price and how it has been increasing, you know, over the last couple of months and currently sitting at one of its highest levels ever, do you think that is going to have a significant bearing on what the next couple of months hold for South Africa? It would. We are an oil importing country and we already have household balances that are quite uh, constrained. We have people that have, you know, lost jobs. The unemployment rate at its highest, 34.4%, and we still expect it to rise. That means public transport will likely also increase, and that is going to exert pressure on, 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 on households in general. Oil prices continue to, to rise. Uh, expectations from some of the global uh, uh, you know, investment banks go over $100 uh, you know, dollars per barrel over the next 12 months which means this is not yet the highest that we may have seen in terms of the fuel prices. Take into account also that the currency is likely to weaken. The U.S. Fed has started to withdraw its quantitative easing or uh, bond purchases, which will mean that there is going to be a significant stress on emerging market currencies, including the range. So every time we see the range weakens and the price of oil increases, it's a double blow in terms of uh, you know fuel prices locally. So we would expect fuel price to increase uh, given those two factors that we get a lot of pressure in terms of uh, consumers locally. Isaiah Mklanga is the chief economist at Alexander Forbes. We'll leave it there for this morning. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for the thinking point. So one of the big issues that particularly civil society groups have been talking about is this expected announcement around this family grant. Now, it is not guaranteed 